Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How you guys doing? Doing good, Jay. Doing good. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Who we got down in the bottom corner there? Is that D? It is. Hello. We got up there on the top. Westside Dave. Mailman Mike's on. All right. D, who are you? Why are you on our show? Talk to us. All right. Um, I'm on here. Um, I've been with the post office. I'm a rural carrier. I've been there over a year and probably nine months now. Um, and when I first started out, I went through Jay, your videos on YouTube, got the scoop with everything. Um, and so when I first started, um, I was out at a rural post office in Needville, Texas. I live in Houston, Texas. And um, when I say that this was a rural post office, this was like cows are being birthed on the side of the road as I'm putting mail in it. Um, the shortest route that we had was 176 miles. Um, our post office total had nine routes. So it was very interesting. Um, that ended up kind of just wanted something different with that location. You also had to have your own vehicle, um, which I don't recommend becoming a rural carrier. I think it's much easier finding a post office that has the LOVs for you to use. Um, so I transferred to a new office and there's about 120 routes now. Um, it still is rural, but it's actually more of like a neighborhood setup where you're literally just hitting mailbox after mailbox. There's the um, apartments, businesses, we have all the NBUs, all that good stuff also. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So why wouldn't you recommend rural? Um, so I honestly didn't really look into city when I first started looking into the post office. Um, I think I just liked the idea of being in Texas and having it be more rural versus being in a crazy city like Houston. Um, so a few people that I've been working with, they've actually have transferred to city in the last couple of weeks, which I'm interested to see um, like how it's been going for them and what they think of. But I don't know, I just like the setup of rural, um, just, I don't know, the setup of it, the, the routes that we have, um, where it is a little bit more country, but it's neighborhood. So that's at least in my area why, why I would prefer rural, a rural route versus city. Nice. Um, do you all, I know you said uh, that to transfer to another office that supplies the LLV for you. How would you, how did you know that the office that you were transferring to has had an LLV for the rural carriers? So um, definitely have to do your research with where you're going to be transferring to. Um, I looked up because the first rural post office that I worked at, that was an hour away from where I lived. And I obviously wanted something much closer. Um, so in the transfer process, um, I pretty much just put in my zip code, found post offices nearby. Um, I called and I also recommend going in. I feel like especially when you go in as working for the post office, it says a little bit more that you're going face to face for contact instead of just calling over the phone. Um, 
Also, I feel like the post office and phones are such a hit or miss with getting a hold of people. Um, emailing, I don't recommend. So I sometimes just think going and going directly to the source of the manager helps and finding out, okay, there's LLVs, every route has them. So it was a, a successful transfer. So what, like, I know city and rural carriers get paid differently. Like city, you have to swipe in and at a time clock, at a timely fashion, day in, day out. Uh, how do you, how do rural carriers get paid? And um, I know the pay scale is going to be different a little bit, but. Yeah. So um, rural carriers, I believe they start out at 1856 an hour. Um, and then from there, um, I think my second raise, I was at 1906. Um, so you pretty much get evaluated by your route time. So if your route is, and each route is different. So depending if your route is just businesses, that evaluated time could just be five hours. Um, you could have a long route and that could be a nine hour route. So you're guaranteed that nine hours. So the pros and cons with that are, let's say when you're these regulars that have been at their job for 12, 20 plus years, and they're getting in at nine o'clock and are back in the door by two o'clock, they're still getting the full day's pay, even though they're done by two or three o'clock and earlier within the um, evaluated time. But the con with that is if you are going over the evaluated time for the route, you're pretty much working for free. Wow. Yeah. So and I've heard that, I'm sorry, say that again. I said I work for free every day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly has been one of the, the two people that have um, switched to city for my post office. That's been their biggest issue is pay and basically just saying as far as city goes, well, well, I'd rather be working, but getting overtime and making more money for doing what I'm doing versus rural and working for free. So, I mean, I see it both ways, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like rural carriers get paid a flat rate, whether you go, whether you finish under or you finish over the allotted eight hours. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, at my office, there's five rural routes at my office. I got three post offices in my city. So, uh, I got five in mine, and there's one of the rural carriers. He's always, besides Mondays, he's always in by like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, yeah, but I don't know what his total mileage is though. Yeah, because 167 um, miles is a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've heard too that that's um, again one of the pros of city is you have so many more opportunities for overtime because I know for both rural post offices that I've worked at, they're stingy when it comes to overtime and mm. wanting to pay for that. Do you guys have to wear uniforms? No. Oh. So it's pretty much like the dress code within USPS, which it's like no shorts, no like graphic tees. So there's no uniforms, just simple everyday wear, close toed which is nice because you guys have to wear the uniforms for city, right? Mm -hmm. And what's that like in the summertime? 
I wear shorts year round so, and short sleeve shirts. So don't bother me. Yeah. I, I pretty much wear the same thing short sleeve shirts and shorts all year round. Okay. With a hat. So, uh, yeah. So you all do not get uniform allowances then? No, we do not. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, that evens out kind of to me. Yeah. Um, and again, that's with during, I guess, depending on what post office you go to for rural routes, if you do end up getting your own vehicle, um, they do reimburse you like for gas and for mileage. So again, there's pros and cons with that because it's great that you get reimbursed for that. But the flip side of it is you're on rural routes and I know out where we were, it's like potholes. It is not paved roads and the wear and tear on, even if it's a cash car that is 800 or a thousand dollars, um, it doesn't last long and you have to have a vehicle to work. You obviously have the two cars for maintenance of your car to get to work and then your car to work out of. So um, I think that just also became another big reason to transfer was just the upkeep of another vehicle to run a route on with gas and mileage just wasn't working long-term anymore. Okay, so uh, CCAs, uh, RCAs like that? Uh, RCA routes like that around the country or is that um, yeah, so it, it depends on the post office. So some can have LLVs and other ones you have to, um, again, supply your own vehicle. But the thing with that, though, is it can't just be any vehicle. Like you have to have a vehicle, whether it's a car or an SUV, but you have to be able to drive with your left foot, steer with your left arm and deliver the mail. So they basically call it straddling. So you have to have a car that doesn't have a center console. So you're basically sitting in the middle of the car, steering and doing everything with your left to be able to hang out the window and deliver with your right. That ain't safe. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Yeah. I was about to ask about that. And that is one thing, too, that um, I know became an issue at my post office where our post, uh, the manager didn't ask if people had proper vehicles. So he would hire people and then the people were like, oh, well, I can't straddle or I'm not able to do that. So then he would have them like deliver out of the left side, but just with time and then safety, it just didn't work out so again i think for people going into rural definitely double check if your post office um has you getting a car or if they will be supplying you an llv yeah have you experienced uh the ffe as well or just an llv uh just the llv okay yeah Yeah. i've driven an ffe let's speak to people that don't know Okay, so an FFE is basically a Ford Explorer, uh, the late 90s Ford Explorer, uh, on a Ford uh, Explorer uh, chassis. So basically just looks like an elevator. It looks like an ice cream truck, basically. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's the best way to explain it. It looks like an ice ice cream truck. You probably could Google it and find it on Google Images. It has yeah. a V6 and it has a little, little bit more oomph to it, but they I prefer the LLV. The FFEs suck, yeah, in my opinion. So 
The only other uh, vehicle that we've driven are the Sprinter vans. They're oh, the Mercedes right-hand drives. And yeah. that's like a huge upgrade coming from an LLV. So, yeah, Mike has experience with that. I do. Yeah. So do I, I but <laughs> I have training in that vehicle, which was like an hour. <laughs> it was, and they're like, oh, here you go. You can have, you can drive the van now. You have training. Yeah, but it was yeah, really but- like an hour. Yeah. yeah, the LLV driving course after like the academy and everything was definitely interesting to go through. I feel like it's much more nerve wracking going through it. And then I know now, like once you just get the hang of it, you aren't even like thinking twice about driving and steering it. So what is, what is your experience with casing? Because city carriers, we start from the bottom left and work to the top right corner. And I noticed mm-hmm. you guys are the opposite. We are, yeah. So we pretty much go by ABC and it's pretty much one, two, three, four, five, six. And we go one A, one B, one C. So we go left to right, down, 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 all the way across. Um, As far as casing goes, um, I mean, even all the regulars that I've seen that have been on their routes for 20 plus years, everybody still cases things. Um, Advo, depending on if you're in an apartment or businesses, some of them will take it to the street. But um, I just have found doing the flats first and then just sticking everything in it that way is the easiest. But um, yeah, we have all been trained, like get everything cased and take everything out that way. Because with city, you guys just do flats, right? You don't case your DPS. No, uh, no. no. Yeah, DPS we put in it's in a is in a separate uh, tray like how you guys get it and how you guys go to case it up. Yeah. So, so what is that like? It's uh, Jay knows what I oh, Jay you don't know what I'm talking about Jay you just deliver no, the post no, office. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mike knows what I'm talking here, about. I'm the dumb guy on the side. Uh, Mike just drops us off uh, drops it off to us, but uh, Mike knows what I'm talking about. You just uh. I said, I, I like personally, I like to flag up the DPS for, you know, parking loops. Um, so I just grab and go. And then for uh, CBUs or NBUs, whatever you want to call it, same difference, um, just a different term. Um, I just grab, go, and then, yeah, and then just dismount is, I like to alternate the DPS if that makes any sense. Uh that's how my experience is. Uh, right. And then I just try to remember where parcels are at throughout the route. Then I just section them off. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, have that in your towns or cities, but in the LOVs, um, I've seen it in the ProMaster. It'll be like numbered one through six. So when you when you use when you use the load feature, That's yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll say what section of the route then you just put it in that section. Um, oh yeah, see we don't we don't use that or like yeah. the scanner or anything like that before for um parcels or anything. So we'll like mark it in the case, but then however mm-hmm. you decide to load it is I, I guess at your own organization or how you want it as you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really I really haven't used that number system. I do always tell like the, the newer people to use like the load truck feature and load it in the truck using that number system until they get comfortable to how they personally like it. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I mean, in my office, we don't. I I have two uh, um two post offices in my city, but none of them have a roll route. So, and my route's the only walking route. <clears throat> okay. And but, so, how miles is your route, or how many miles do you walk? I guess normally or on average with city routes. Um. For me, on my route, I walk a little bit over, and Dave is probably going to laugh at me, because compared to other walking routes, my walking route isn't really a walking route, because <laughs> I only walk about maybe four miles a day, and okay. I know other people are like 10 miles plus, Right. Um, but I also I have a lot of businesses and NDCVUs. In the beginning of my route, I also have a trailer park that I go to. And yeah. then after all of that, then I go do my walking. So, mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my first route as a regular was about 16 miles of walking. That was strictly just walking. Yeah. Um, and then I went from 16 to around 12. Then I just recently got a new route. So that's about eight. Mine's roughly, mine's like two thirds of it's like businesses. So I kind of. It's one of those semi-retirement routes. I just okay. have, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is pretty funny, Mike. <laughs> four <laughs> mile, rough, roughly four miles a day. I'll take it. So. Right. Are the, are the benefits the same as a RCA? Um, um, like with HealthWise and TSP and everything like that? Do you mean as far as um, when you're, until you become a regular? Because as a rural like you do not get any benefits until you become a regular what yeah wow yeah and um i've heard, and that's like i guess too what i've heard is one of the cons with the rural route is um i've heard that there just is more opportunity be to become a regular quicker through city um and just with the rural route when you have um, like, for example, my first post office, when there was nine people, that was going to be a long time to become a regular at a post office with only nine people. Um, so um, hopefully with this new place, having more routes and some older carriers that will go by faster. But um, yeah, the benefits, that's definitely a con with the rural side of the post office. Like you, you can't start investing until you are a regular. Yes. No health insurance, nothing. Right. Suppose you stub your toe. Yes. You're on your own or hopefully you have your own outside of work. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. So when you have your own personal vehicle and if you were to break down on the route, would you be able to call them and have your your own personal vehicle towed or <laughs> um no so they like don't on rural routes like that and with your vehicle they like don't mess around my for example i can't tell you how many tires like i would go through on like back roads and potholes and it like got to the point that my manager would tell me that i need to go home and start to practice how to take and change tires uh on and off <laughs> so you are like you're completely on your own and um out on the route that i was on out there i would say for probably 
65% of the route. I didn't even have phone service. It was so rural. So yeah, everything as far as like upkeep of your car or things like that, hopefully you have service or hopefully you know what's going on with it before you leave for the day. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> that was a lot of information. That That's more than I actually knew. And yeah. I, yeah. I don't know much. But D, the question is, are you going to come back and visit us? Are you going to come back? When we get this whole thing situated and together, are you going to come back and keep us up to speed? Absolutely. Because we just wanted to chop it up. We don't like to, 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 to draw questions up. We want it to feel natural. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you so, guys let me know. So no drinking on the job? No drinking on the job. <laughs> would, you, would you tell us if you did? Absolutely. <laughs> who drinks who drinks on the job? I know. <laughs> I mean, especially in this Texas heat, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, talking about heat, what times uh do you get do you guys are you guys brought in earlier due to heat and hopefully if you guys ever get snow again? Uh no. So um for like Amazon, we now don't start until 9 30. Um, which sucks because especially on Sundays when it's like the church traffic and then shopping centers, um, and then the heat of the day, but depending on like what time, like the route starts, like we pretty much just have to go by that. Okay. Well, D, it was a pleasure. I know. Absolute pleasure. Well, I hope you guys have a good week. Be safe. You too. Do nice. 